Welcome to another episode of the CC Podcast Conversations, where inspiring Christians share their faith-filled stories. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and write a review. This helps push our content to a broader audience. Are you new to listening? Check out our other podcasts. First, the CC Podcast Daily Dose Devotions, where we're walking through the Bible, focusing on short clips of Scripture. Second is the CC Broadcast, where our weekly radio programming is archived. These podcasts are available wherever you're listening or at christiancrusaders.org. Okay, let's get started with today's episode. Here's our host, Matt Reister, the Executive Director of Christian Crusaders. Hey everybody, Matt Reister here from CC Podcast Conversations. I got Andrew Nordstrom, our Technical Director with me. Andrew, you doing good today? Doing well, thanks. Awesome. We just got back from NRB 2023. It's a largest gathering of Christian communicators in the country every year. We were in Orlando, had a great time, got a lot of great content. And uh, you were busy doing some podcast production when this discussion that people are going to listen to now got recorded. It was uh, four people from our team that were there, myself and Tim Butker, one of our radio preachers, Terry Packard, who is our voice person Mm -hmm. and does some social media stuff for us, and then my son, Mason. Right. And... um, we just kind of batted around what the experience at NRB was like for each of us. Mm-hmm. And I uh, wanted to give you a chance, since you weren't part of that discussion, to kind yeah. of chime in. First of all, what did you think of the conversation? I, I, it was great. It was um, it was interesting for me to hear uh, their perspective. All three of them were there for the first time. Yeah. Uh, this was my second time and, and um, you know, your third time. Um, we did also have uh, Mason and Terry came along with us. Uh, to the Christian Product Expo last year too, so they had a, uh, which is not nearly as big, but it's still a, a very nice event. Um, so it was it was really interesting for me to hear, um, you know, new people perspectives yeah. on it. Obviously, Tim had never been to any of the kind of stuff like that, so I loved hearing um, and and sort of seeing it through their eyes a little bit. Uh, I thought that was interesting, uh, and I I thought they had great observations too. Um, I, you know, it, it's a not like we're a terribly diverse group of people in in the if you uh, take a traditional definition of diversity, but we all have very uh, different personalities, and so uh, to to hear kind of how all of them uh, got on at NRB, I thought was really interesting. So, what were some of your thoughts about NRB this year? This is our second year. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts, reflections, observations. Yeah, um, you know, for me, and I think. Um, you and I are in agreement on this. We've talked a little bit that um, it's been uh, eye-opening to see uh, sort of the return uh, that that God has provided on on investment for this. Um, you know, the first year you went, you were just kind of going there as an attendee. Uh, and not much else, right? You just kind of... I thought I was coming back to tell the board we're done with these guys. Yeah. It's a waste of our time and money. Uh-huh. And so then last year we sort of, uh, we, we not sort of, we went out on a limb. We, we spent a lot more money than than we thought we were going to, uh, to have a booth, uh, to, to um, you know, make some handouts and, and make a backdrop and, and all that stuff. Um so that we could go to Nashville and, and, uh, you and me and, and your wife. Um, and that, that even, even though we were kind of tucked away in a, in a tiny booth on an obscure side, you know, with, with not a lot of traffic, goodness, we got, it was still drinking from a fire hose, right? We yeah. still, still got a, a crazy number of interviews and, and great contacts and all of that. And so then this year, um, the investment was substantially more, uh, and not just, um, and I'm not even just talking about the money side of things. I'm, you know, we brought down extra people, you know, five of us this year, instead of three, um, we, 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 you know, got the, the booth that was in the sort of the main hallway there rather than uh, that location was insane. Oh, it just, uh, couldn't couldn't have could not have been better. I mean, we were how far away from the registration desk? People were seeing, you know, even even if you're there walking through the halls after hours, you see our our setup there, 
you know, and yeah, the, the exhibit hall gets closed down at like 4 p.m. Yeah, and since we were, we're outside of the exhibit long. hall, anybody who's walking around there, or... I did that interview with the Wild Brothers that night at 11:30. Yep. After the Crown Awards show or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, there were still. I mean, to walk to your hotel room from where stuff was going on, you had to walk had back to walk and right forth past and our back. stuff. And our, you know, I think um, not to to toot our own horn, but we did a good job of making our booth uh accessible fun different you know a lot of of the other ministries bless them they you know looked like a modern news studio or a, you know something yeah. like that and and that's great uh you know there's obviously a place for that um ours was very very different from that and and uh and i think that drew people in it was at least something different for them to see that was largely your idea by the way yeah. so props to you for thank the backyard you. theme thank you yeah uh, it, but it was fun and it was fun to put together right i mean it was you know we had a volleyball net we had we had the grill that we uh that we gave away and and uh it just that picnic table sucked it, to sit on it was pretty but it looked good it looked great but yeah it, it, it uh that was not matte matte shaped uh yeah it was it was sort of like me sitting in an airplane seat it was, not good no no there's no. only so much of that that can happen before the problems yeah but yeah it, so Big, big, back to the big picture that, um, you know, that this is obviously now an event that, that God is blessed through this ministry with us and through this ministry. And it's one that, um, you know, as we extend out in faith, um, and, and devote resources and time and money, um, that, that God is blessing that, uh, exponentially. And, um, so yeah, it, it makes me excited to see like where we go from here, what we do next. What do you um, think? What would be a takeaway or two for you regarding what we need to do, or keep doing, or mm -hmm. stop doing and start doing again? Um, yeah, I, I think. Um, I guess not stop doing and start doing again. It's yeah, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> um, I think uh, one of the things that actually uh, this is kind of a, a simple thing, but. Um, and it again it was there's a little expense tied to this, but we got there a day early. We left a day late this year, and that was huge. We could have never pulled it off. No, coming in on the day of. No, but last last year we got there, and from the first minute we were running, trying to set up a very simple booth. Right. Uh, you, me, and and Jen, and it was we, <laughs> we were hustling to get it set up, and then likewise. The, the last day we had to fly out at, you know, whatever, right after. And we were hustling to get that thing torn down, to get everything back in a box that we could put on an airplane and, and to fly home. And, you know, it made a big difference for us to be able to get there the night before, yep. get a lot of it in place, have it somewhat ready. Well, and even, even the night before... Again, because we were in such a main traffic pattern, you're getting a ton of branding yeah. the night before. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And and even from and this uh, even from like some of the security guys, you know, that Yeah. they're they're not there to to worship God. They're not there to, you know, they're yeah. they're just I don't know, I work for Marriott and warehousing and Yeah. Here I am hauling a thousand chairs. Um, yeah, but you know, a couple of them stop and talk to us because yeah. we're because again we're putting up something fun and different. So, yeah, um, getting there when we when we get there and when we leave, I think that made a difference. Uh, having something different, uh, I don't I, I don't think we should do backyard conversations again next year necessarily. I think we should be creative, think of something else. But I think we should be different. Mm -hmm. I think that definitely the approachability thing was huge. Yeah. And, and I didn't even consider that ahead of time. Yeah. But when you get there and like you said, there's all these slick setups. Yep. I mean, Newsmax, uh, Eric Metaxas, whoever was right next to us, all these TV studio type right. people. And again, they had great locations, but sure. it, it wasn't really communicating like come meet us and find our stuff. Here's the other thing. I and I hope not many people listen to this this part of it. Uh <laughs> But this is the truth. Um, I think people thought we were a bigger deal than we are. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but, but we created this kind of aura that gives us some credibility that might be, I'm not going to undersell us, but might be a no. little beyond where we're at. 
but that's where we want to go. We also had the aura of we're not trying too hard, and and we were right. We 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 were burning the candle on both ends and, and in the middle of that whole week. But <laughs> if we had a dollar for every time we saw somebody walk past with a navy blazer on, like that would have funded our whole <laughs> our whole week. Um, and and here we are, like I'm wearing a t-shirt shorts and flip-flops every day that's formal compared to what you're wearing <laughs> um you know uh terry tim mason all the same way you know uh terry is probably the most dressed up of any of us we, and, got, we got so many compliments i yeah. you remember that marketing gal named maddie yeah she said i've been mark in marketing my entire life and she was representing some clients yep. that she was there to promote she said, this is at NRB, the best booth I have ever seen. And yeah. she's been here like 15 years or something. Exactly. Well, and, That's awesome. And I will never forget, never, ever forget, um, you know, Dave Glander, who's... who's Clown. But he's he is, goodness, the Lord must smile he when is. he looks at Dave. Well, and, and I know what you're going to tell. Before you tell that, let me just say, and it's going to be at the beginning of the interview we're going to yeah. listen to or the conversation, but... We couldn't have done this also without Reasons for Hope coming yeah. in as kind of a co-sponsor. Yep, that we definitely. Gave yeah. them a little bit of space in our booth, and they yep. sent us a check to help underwrite it. And I, I trust that it was beneficial for them, and it certainly was for us. And not just not just the space and the money, but you know, having uh, a couple more people. Their 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 people were great, and and we sort of made friends slash teammates with them uh, early on. And the fact that there were a couple times where where their presence uh, at the booth was was enough to let us, you know, <laughs> even if go it was get to, lunch, go, yeah, go get lunch, go get a coffee, go do something else, maybe poke our head in to, to watch the movie or to do something else. Yeah, uh, you know that that made a big difference too. But tell what you were gonna say. So yeah, the the one of the most memorable parts is <laughs> we're we're sitting there doing. I think you and I were doing a, a one of these like the the pre interview uh, recordings. And I look over and I see Dave has grabbed one of the volleyballs and it's, it's a, it's a, or it's a, like beach, a beach ball. ball. And it's a clear one that's got a shark, inflatable shark in the middle of it. Just this goofy, right? <laughs> and, and he's standing at the edge of our booth and there are hundreds of people walking past at this point. It, it had to have been close to lunch or something. So there's all these people. And he's sitting there just cackling away as he's throwing the ball out into the crowd to anybody who's walking past and seeing if any of them are paying attention. Some of them, you know, a bunch of them, you know, they saw it and they bounce it back to them, you know, but half of them, I swear, did not see it. It hits them in the head and, and goes bouncing off somewhere. I remember seeing a couple like people who were kind of these stuffy guys yeah. who are in the suit and like, they're all business all the time. And, uh, <laughs> and they're kind of like, Dave is just trying to like get some joy. Breakthrough. Yep. <laughs> and, and a couple of them, I mean, they were getting into it. Oh yeah. Like jumping and hitting it back. Oh yeah. The, the, but my favorite, absolute favorite one. And, and if you're out there listening, you know, shoot, shoot us a, a text or something. There was a guy who was walking past in a full suit. I mean, just looking, looking like he's about to go preach at a you know Atlanta congregation. Just <laughs> and uh, and Dave throws the ball, and this guy, without breaking a smile or anything, kind of turns over and just boom, <laughs> heads the ball right back to Dave, winks at him, and keeps on walking <laughs> like he didn't do anything special. And it was <laughs> just. I just about lost it at that point. So, yeah, just... My big takeaway, and I think I might have said this in the conversation that's going to come after this introduction, uh, pray.com. That that was yeah. that was the big idea. And yeah. frankly, I'm wait, I am I need to call them after we get this recording done because yeah. I'm waiting for a contract from them. Yep. That, that's going to be a huge deal for us. It is, yeah. And the way that that all uh, came together, I mean, Tim ran into the guy's wife who founded it and... We had a meeting with him, and he stood us up. Mm -hmm. But two other guys who were better matches for us talked to us, and as two former <laughs> pastors. Anyway, yeah. stay tuned for information about our Pray.com relationship, assuming yeah. the Lord's going to make it happen. One thing uh, that I got to say, too, um, that we think about for the future is just as, as we've, you know, like I mentioned, we brought five this year instead of three last year. And 
you know, last year we had me doing the, the production stuff so we could get the interviews out there and, and up to listeners as quick as possible. And, and, you know, you're doing the interviews and, and burning the midnight oil. And last year we had your wife, Jen was there and, and really did a great job engaging with people coming by the booth. Um, this year I felt like Terry fulfilled a lot of what your wife did last year. She yep. was, she was amazing with the people walking by the booth. She yep. got help to, to find some great interviews, help to, uh, talk to a lot of people, uh, give them a lot of information. And then it was, it was, it was a big blessing to have in addition to that role, uh, have roles that Mason and Tim fulfilled, um, wandering around making connection, random connections. I mean, the, the couple of our interviews, straight, Jade. yeah, Jade and, and a couple others straight up from Tim Butker walking around making friends. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he comes back and he's like, Oh, I made friends with, uh, Eric Metaxas's wife. And you know, so you just, yeah. it's just you did what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, you know, to have, uh, again, like this, the personalities on this team, uh, really just meshed well and, and helped provide some coverage. And so I think just being intentional about what personalities and roles that we bring in the future to events like this, um, particularly NRB events, yeah, I think is, is really wise for us. I should say that uh, I think we're going to go after the Cedar Falls Bible Conference and Riverview Ministries to be a co-sponsor with us next year. It's going to be yeah. in Nashville in February. Um you know, because they stepped up this year, we got to go back to Reasons for Hope and see if they want to. Obviously, they're not obligated, and if they don't, that's fine. But if there's anybody listening to this who goes, man, it might be worth us sponsoring NRB, mm-hmm. what you'll notice is all of our podcasts, are. we give a shout-out to, to, to Reasons for Hope because they were kind of a co-sponsor. We gave them some table space in our booth, and... Uh, and we work really closely with Dave anyway, so it wasn't even like a it fit it fit really well. Yeah. Um, anyway, if anyone's interested in that, or you just want your name on the front of every podcast, we'll say your name and thank you for your check. So <laughs> exactly, exactly, and and that's you know that's uh, that's a it takes money to do some of these things, and uh, and so. Uh, God will provide, but at the same time, this is one of the ways that God provides. Yeah. So well, it's great to have you again, Andrew. Thanks for all your work during the convention. Well, thank and, you, man. Uh, yeah. We'll do it again here in about nine months. <laughs> Be ready. <laughs> hey, everybody. Matt Reister here. We're at the NRB convention 2023, and before we dive into this interview, which is going to be comprised of much of our team that is here with Christian Crusaders, I want to say thanks to Reasons for Hope. They are the ones who partnered with us and helped underwrite the costs for our booth. You can learn more about them at r4h.com. That's r-f-o-r-h.com. Reasons for Hope does some great work in the area of apologetics. They've got a great app and some great video and online tools and uh, for the third or fourth year now in a row, Dave Glander is going to be at the Cedar Falls Bible Conference this year, last Saturday in July through the first Saturday in August, leading our junior high and high school ministry people. So thanks to them for joining us, making this more affordable. And now I got uh, Tim Butker. Tim's our radio preacher. Tim, how you doing today? Doing great, Matt. Thank you. Uh, Tim's first time at National Religious Broadcasters, and I've got Terry Packard, who does some social media with us, as well as she's a voice on the intro and outro of a bunch of our different podcasts. Terry, you having fun? Yes, I am. Thanks for having me here, Matt. Absolutely. And Mason Reister, the progeny of my own burst, M&M, M&M. burst forth from his mother's loins, as Phil Roberts would, Phil Robertson would say, <laughs> 19 years old. Yep. The, the young stallion of the group. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I thought it would be cool to just kind of have a podcast where we just interview or have a discussion. Y'all are here for the first time at NRB. Mm-hmm. This is my third time. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, it's new because I've never been to the Orlando one. And I've never been at a big booth like this that's on the main drag, which has been a, a great thing for us. We've had a ton of traffic. We've 
gotten a lot of interviews and content. So some of this is new to me, but this is my third year. It's not my first time. And so just interested in some initial observations. Anyone want to go first? Yeah, I will, Matt. Uh, it is so cool to be around so many people who just believe that God is with us and he's got his hand in everything here. And that's a really refreshing refreshing feeling to be around these people. It's it's a safe and it's comforting and it's fun. It's filled with joy. I just love it. It's really fun. How have you picked up on that? Like how, how I mean, not everyone's just walking around saying, <laughs> I believe God has his hand in everything. Yeah. But you're picking up on that. I mean, every conversation that I've had has been, has been touched on uh, in that way. I mean, I just, I feel like every conversation is positive. Everybody's got a story and something to share and to tell. Um, but it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's 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 so good. It's it feels it feels good. It's kind of in the air we breathe. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Do any uh, particular and you could maybe come back to this if you have to think about it, but um, do any specific conversations stick out? We can come back to that. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be great. Well, she's thinking about that. <laughs> I would just piggyback on on what she's saying. You know, you you walk in here. Obviously, we're in Orlando, Florida. We're at the whatever convention center, Marriott Convention. Center. It's nice. I mean. It's a nice setting. It's big. There's, uh, you know, all kinds of ministries here from all over, really, the world. And you walk in and you, you don't really comprehend how much work is being done. And, you know, this isn't representative of everything in, in the world by any means. But through digital media, the reach um, of really the good news of Christ going out like it is in so many formats, it's fun to see it. Mm-hmm. And when she talks about, you know, the conversations, the first, the first workshop I went into and just sat down and listened, and the speaker was talking about um, that we're all in the same global family. You know, the family of God is one family in the world. And myself... The, you're talking about believers in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. It's a global family. And, and, and as he was presenting, you know, he's talking about we all have brothers and sisters in Indonesia doing this, and we all have brothers and sisters doing this. So many people in Christendom, you know, in, in Christian faith, in churches, are caught in their one little sect of what God is doing. And sometimes they'll get into fighting over minuscule things in their sect, and they just miss the large picture of God's creation and his body in the world and what he's doing. And you come to a place like this and it just opens up your eyes to the variety of the ways God works and he works through his family in so many different ways. And that's been fun to see, you know? And I haven't had, you know, I haven't had one person ask me a question like, what denomination are you in? Yeah. They haven't asked. What do you believe about baptism? Right. They're asking about what are you doing really to advance the kingdom of God? What's your ministry doing? And it's mission driven and the, the stuff that Christians get caught fighting in and miss the bigger picture, you just don't hear it here. And you just wish more people in the body of Christ could expand their vision beyond the color of the carpet, that kind of thing, yep. you know, sprinkle or dunk, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's fun to be in this environment and see the family of God in the world, the global family operating like they are now. Certainly, there's competition sense every night, you know, between ministries, and there's some, there's a lot of different other things. Little jockeying, yeah, little, yeah. that kind of stuff. <laughs> but you, you don't feel a lot of it, and it's it's fun to see. That's been fun for me. Mason, what have you seen or observed? You don't have to necessarily pile on to what's been said, but what do you what do you think? It's just been great for me to kind of walk around in downtime and just see all these different ministries, obviously, like Tim's talking about, and just kind of learn the basics. Because I'm, I mean, relatively new to life and even more new to the ministry scene. And it's something that's kind of piqued my interest lately. And so coming to this and just seeing all the ministries and what each different one does has kind of expanded my view of the missional world of ministry mm-hmm. and uh it's been really interesting to me to see that and just to see i mean even how you guys operate with other people 
and it's been great to meet and have little conversations with people, but to watch you guys, to watch you interview Dad and just you walk around and talk to people, set stuff up, Tim, it's been cool. And so, yeah, it's been a great learning experience. It's uh, obviously a great atmosphere to be in, and yeah, I've, been, I've enjoyed it. Mm. National Religious Broadcasters is, is a pretty old organization, but as the title would betray, it, it's religious broadcasters. It always had a radio bent to it. Mm. And in the last several years, which were interrupted by COVID, but now we're kind of fully back from COVID, um, they've, they've, instead of, they were never, or at least not for a long time, they weren't only radio broadcasting, but they've worked extra hard in the last few years to brand themselves as the largest gathering of Christian communicators. Mm. So not just radio. Yeah, that's what you can feel here. You got a lot of podcasts. I mean, right now, to describe it, in our booth, we've got this picnic table, which is part of our kind of backyard summertime theme. And this picnic table has mics clamped to it with a a soundboard on it. And we're Mm -hmm. sitting at this picnic table as people are walking by. We've been doing interviews all week long. And everywhere you go, I mean, how many podcast setups are there? Yeah. and I mean 50, 100? And, and not only just podcasts, they're shooting live TV, live broadcasting radio. out on some of these Christian television networks, live radio. And you got everything from, you know, your Dennis Pragers to uh, somebody doing Unknown in Africa. Right. And uh, it's, it's fun to see how yeah. that all happening. Um, and then I would say even this, beyond religious broadcasting, we, we've been able to preview a mu- movie that's coming out. And there's a number of Christian movies. And you see, you know, my brother was always a little irritated about Christian music and Christian production and all that stuff because it was always so, so such less quality than some of the secular... A little hokey. Yeah. And you, you just don't see that now. You see such a good quality, you know, rising in Christian work. And, and really, we've been behind the world in be, having our global reach. I mean... The speed of change in media and the production of, of you know, the networks in the world, the Christian community is behind. And you can feel them trying to, the momentum, the inspiration yeah. to try and catch up and utilize the, the tools we have to keep getting the word out in a good way. And the speed of technology, I mean, is allowing us to do it. I mean, one of the things about the world is they have all this money. Well, technology is making so much more of this stuff cheaper and accessible. Yeah, doable. And and we can do it. Um, I was thinking about, you know, Mason, to what you were saying, the, the, this being the largest gathering of Christian communicators, and for you're saying it's great to just see this. There's maybe no better place to come, to see that, Mm. to 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 see the mission of ministry and to see what's going on. So that's pretty cool. Do you think of a good conversation? Uh, there or, was, or any other insight? Yeah. So what's interesting is uh, Christian Crusaders has kind of been rebranded once Matt kind of came on board and started the podcast situation. So people see our stuff and they're like, what is, who is CC Podcast? And I say the name Christian Crusaders Radio. And I'd say about 50% of people go, oh my gosh, my grandma listened to that or wow. whatever. You're hearing that at this table? I'm hearing that at this table. And I'm like, That's yeah, crazy. you can listen to that on the podcast, which is the radio and the broadcast. I mean, it, so that's just so cool. Oh, I didn't even know that you expanded to two other things. I'm like, yeah, take this, take our QR code. This is it. This is what grandma's been listening to. This is what you, you know, this is us. Yeah. And so that's really cool. That's really cool that we've we've done that and it's starting to be relatable hmm. again to more people. And it's awesome. I, and what I would say to throw a little bit of credit to the folks that came before us is at the time that Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet, well, it was radio ministry. It wasn't internet ministry in 1936. Right. When that started, I mean, they were on the cutting edge. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is one of the oldest radio preaching ministries in the country. Yes. And so, obviously, in 2020, Tim, when you called me as a board member and said, hey, this executive director position is going to open up. You should look at it, which I laughed at. Um, <laughs> obviously, um, some things need to be refreshed mm. because of because yeah. of the way technology New moves. Skins. But but the message, the message right. has been solid from day one. Mm-hmm. Just a Bible-based, gospel-centered message. And so I'm thrilled uh, that we get to be part of something with such a rich heritage mm-hmm. and such a faithful tradition mm-hmm. that's founded on the Word of God mm-hmm. that ministered to Grandma mm-hmm. and now can have great impact mm-hmm. with 
the grandson or the granddaughter or the great grandson or granddaughter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I would say something else. You know, the the money that's been spent on radio over the years has been fantastic. But like you're saying now, you can get even a broader reach in a number of ways for less money using the Internet. So I was going to have you tell. We were in a meeting this morning with a ministry called Pray.com. Right. And, and, just, and I'll, I'll kind of fill in and we can kind of tag team this, but we're looking at a pretty interesting initiative to partner with these guys mm-hmm. to get ourselves in front of 15 million people who have that app. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that's something I'd comment here is like, okay, you're, you're from Iowa, Midwestern guy, grew up running around doing your thing. You walk around here and you got some real high-tech, real professional um, production booths and right all this stuff. I right. Mean, these guys and, spent God knows how much. Right. A lot of money. <laughs> and uh, but this, you can be you can be in the network. You can be influential and not have a lot of money. Yeah. And the the thing I've noticed about here is Christian Crusader CC podcast. You sit here in a booth that's pretty simple. It's very approachable. And, you know, sometimes that high glitz and glamour stuff is intimidating to people. Yeah. But it doesn't matter anymore. I mean, it, it, the, the ground is leveler because of the technology available, the Internet that's available. And then you can, how we can dip into worldwide networks for reasonable amount of money, which you'd, which you'd also, you've paid on, to be on the radio in a certain small area. Right. A geographical network. Yeah. And so those are the things you're getting exposed to here and how we can leverage what we have in a very, you know, good stewardship way with the money we have to get the best message out, the broadest we can. Yeah. And I think God's going to keep using that uh, in, in Christianity. To me, the X factor is less and less. And it never was about the size of your budget or the height of your radio tower that's never in Christian ministry that's never what it was all about the the name of your mm-hmm, preacher mm-hmm. but it was always about the gospel mm-hmm. it was always about the truth but even more today that's the x factor because because yep. what you just described was some guy who no one knows yeah i mean you're pretty well known in our area tim as a preacher and you and you got your hands in some different ministry stuff and a lot of experience and well respected and very good preacher, but outside of a certain area, you're not very well known. Right. Um, right. The, and, the potential and, for reach, yeah. And and 50 years ago, you'd have had a hard time breaking through and talking to the same people that Chuck Swindoll mm-hmm. or Tony Evans talked to. Mm-hmm. And here, you know, through this thing we're considering doing with pray.com and app or even just the technology of putting a podcast on the internet yep. we, we have access to the world mm-hmm. right that's crazy right and i mean i to to just bring this home a little bit we get mail email and even sometimes snail mail somewhat regularly at christian crusaders from people in england or yeah. in nigeria or wherever mm-hmm. australia who somehow come across our content online in some random way that the mm-hmm. Lord orchestrates mm-hmm. and they're impacted by it. That I mean, back in the day, you had to be within so many miles of the tower right. and you had to tune in at a certain time. Right. <laughs> totally you know, right. You know what totally I'm saying? Totally right. And now how do, you, how do you leverage that and get the broader reach you can? How do you get on those, you get more and more exposure that way? Yeah. And that's so, coming to something like this just gives you a lot of ideas and things to think about, opportunities that are presented to you. What do either of you guys see uh, in terms of ideas you have about what Christian Crusaders should think about doing differently or better as, as, as you're here and as you kind of soak this all in? Before, before I go to that question, I would just want to hear your guys' take on this. Another thing that I kind of get a whiff of when I'm walking around here is, like, people – obviously under the banner of Christ promoting the kingdom but they want to like also there's part of them that's like I want to get my product mm-hmm. out here I want to mm-hmm. get my podcast out here like I want to get the CC podcast big you know and obviously you talked about some of that in the prayer.com or the pray.com meeting yeah just briefly but I'd be interested to know what you guys think mm-hmm. the balance of that is because mm-hmm. 
obviously you want to have a kingdom like you're, you're serving the kingdom you're mm-hmm. serving the lord mm-hmm. but there's some of it that's necessary I want to and tell, there's a glint of that around here and some people you can just kind of see like sort of pr marketing yeah, yourself exactly kind exactly of, yeah. I, I want to tell the story i told in the pray.com meeting mm. about your mom mm, yeah so i was back in college tim was a bible study leader of mine tim butcher this guy right here and uh i was beginning to get interested in politics and thinking about someday i'd maybe run for office which i did and lost twice and i'm glad i had lost um <laughs> but way back then i was trying to formulate what would that look like it was on the very front ends of being interested in that mm. and tim's mom nancy butcher had served in the iowa senate run several times and a godly woman who I'd gotten to know uh, through a couple different things um, in college. And I remember asking Tim the question one day, how can a Christian run for office and put their name on a sign and go around town and tell everyone to vote for them because they're the best, they're they're their better candidate, they're better than the other guy. How can a Christian do that? Because it seems awfully self-promoting. And I remember your answer was just kind of, like it all depends on the heart of the deal like you can put your name on a sign and tell everyone you're the best and really have it be about you Mm -hmm. or you can do that because you're called by god to serve him in that Mm -hmm. way and so you got to get that right in your heart Mm -hmm. and so we were talking in that meeting today about because one of the draws to be on prayer.com is we just increase our followership We, we increase our reach we increase the breadth with which our message is heard and so one of the one of the issues is I got to get right in my heart and Tim's got to get right in his heart and whoever else is, you know, out there on the air or on, on the internet. What is this really all about? Mm. And I agree with you, Mason. I, I do get a glint or a sniff mm-hmm. of people who are here. Self-promotional stuff. Who are in it about themselves at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and, I, and I would I would comment on this just theologically, like, you know, my theology is so rooted in the story of Joseph, and Joseph didn't do any self-promotion. I mean, the guy got sold into slavery, falsely accused, put in jail, took a while to interpret some dreams, and then he became the second leading politician in Egypt. Old Testament Joseph. Yes, Joseph. And uh, I, I just feel like, you know, those who humble themselves, God will exalt. God's in charge of our domains he's in charge of our reach he's in charge of our exposure and our stewardship and those that are faithful with a little will be given more and it and then you don't have to run around if you're walking before god and you're going to abide with him he's going to continue to bear fruit and expand your reach in whatever way he deems you're ready to handle and the, the at the same time if you never open your mouth and tell people what you're doing He's not going to use you either. So it's such a fine line in there, what you're describing here of walking dependent upon the Lord, but taking the opportunities that are in front of you to, to move into them. Uh, but the attitude of your heart, trusting God the whole time, because he's the one who exalts people and he's the one who brings people down in the end. And he does it in his own timetable, in his own way. And that's what I always get curious when I'm talking with people, um, how they are coming across as if they're trusting God with it and presenting material to, or if they're kind of under desperation and pressure, just shows that they're not trusting the sovereignty of God. You can even feel that when they're coming to request interviews. Yes. Like, like you can kind of... Yeah, get a read on. Where are you coming from? Right. Now, the thing is, is if we didn't print this banner that promotes our brand and our name and our website, or if we didn't have a Facebook or an Instagram account or brochures that we hand out that tell people to go check out our our podcast, I think we would be not good stewards of what the Lord has entrusted us with. Right. So you got to do that promotion. Exactly. But you got to do it for the Lord and trusting Him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You walk up and down the aisle here and, you know, you see all these banners and posters and... You know, this movie we previewed, what's it called? Sound of Freedom. And it shows three times a day here for previewing. I never would have gone to it if they didn't have a banner out. Right. You know, showing the times. And you get in there and the message and what we were exposed to in that was phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely great. It's a great movie. And just like Tim touched on earlier, just about like how Christian movies are progressing, 
I mean, this is a prime example. Mm. Nefarious, this movie. I mean, when you compare those to some of those other Christian movies mm. from a while ago, Quality it's come so keeps far. Increasing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's a great message. Opens your eyes to a whole world that I wasn't even aware of. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I want to jump in on that point that you just made. We did an interview with Cameron and BJ Arnett. Cameron Arnett's a Christian actor, and he's been involved in some of those movies that are more for believers. And, and so they're done in a certain way. That's kind of what you're describing. Yep. Instead of more for the world, which is done like nefarious or like yep. this one. And he actually, people have to go listen to that podcast because he actually gave a defense or he gave an apologetic for those other kinds of movies, mm. which was compelling because yeah. I, I, I was quick, maybe like your brother mm-hmm. or, or like what you're saying. I've been quick to be critical of that stuff, mm. but he's, he, he made a really good case that there's a role for that stuff yeah. in the yeah. bigger picture. Absolutely. And I would agree with that. And my brother always said that, you know, the music was bad and the, the production was bad. And I said, you know, who cares whether it's bad or good? At least the message is being preached. That comes right out of the Bible. Even if the motives are wrong, you know, if they're, if they're getting the name of Jesus out there. Now, quality does matter. It's nice to see the quality improving yeah. over time. But I know people who were saved through a bad T-shirt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> through a, just a bad T-shirt yeah. that says something or a billboard, you know, that's out there that asked a question and, you hear, I've heard stories from people like that. Mm-hmm. And so a bad movie can still do the job. I remember the first uh, Christian movie. I went back and watched the first one that was produced by Fireproof. It's called Flywheel. You know, the people who did those yeah. movies. Yep. I went back and watched the movie. I think they had $18,000 to do the whole movie. Wow. The message was phenomenal. I mean, it, as a father, it brought me on my knees in prayer. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was you know, so... Yep. And that's what I'm saying. The ground is getting leveler because it doesn't take the money to do some of the things to get some reach. I just thought of my, my greatest like cringe t-shirt that I remember <laughs> back in the day, like when I was in college, do you remember there was a picture of like Jesus on the cross and he's like down and it says his pain, your gain. Do you remember yeah. these shirts? Yeah. And, then, and then on the back or on the side of it, it said something like bench press this. <laughs> yes, <laughs> do you yes, remember that yes. shirt? Yeah, there's some bad shirts. Mason and I are getting ready to start making t-shirts, so we got to make sure we make good ones. <laughs> You'll be on the cringe That's list. Good. What other thoughts from you guys? Uh, Can you go back to that question that you asked us before, Mason? You know, dodged it and went 90 uh, degree angle. Oh, I just, I just said, what, what have you seen that you think Christian Crusaders ought to consider mm. doing differently or better based on what you've seen here? Mm. Mm-hmm. I think the spot that we picked has been phenomenal. Um, we got to get more of those microphones, more those handouts. Mi- those are awesome. Those phone microphones, the story on that is, I think we bought 500 of them for last year. <laughs> yeah. We took them all down there, and we brought, like, at least 150 or 200 home, and we might have even thrown some away down there because Prob- we couldn't get them Possibly, in our yeah. And so because our location, mm-hmm. our booth was in the exhibit hall, yeah. it was much harder to get to. I was thinking we didn't even get rid of it. We'll be fine with these. And we got rid of them by the end of the first day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was crazy. And so we didn't calculate. And those things are hot. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're popular. <laughs> Stupid little foam microphones well, with think our sticker. I think a sticker. lot of moms and dads and grandparents <laughs> want them for their kids. I love it. You know, yeah. yeah. See, and I like the intergenerational gap that we're trying to minimize here. When you've got the CC, the Christian Crusaders mm. original radio, morphing with the podcasts now, mm. I think that's gold. And you I'm, know, I'm telling you right now, if you walked around this entire place and looked at every booth and like surveyed their people, I, I think we have probably the youngest, most casual booth. <laughs> I mean, look at me right now. Right, for certain, the most casual. I've been I'm, one of the things I've been saying is the cool, calm, collected, and casual crew. Like got, that is what we, we are today, Dave, and that's Dave great. Dave and Terry are bringing up the tat game. I mean, we got tats. <laughs> we got yeah, exactly. We got. You got your nose pierced? No, oh, I don't have my <laughs> nose pierced. <laughs> you got a Thank choker. You. She's I, got an appointment tomorrow. <laughs> oh my god! Great, this is awesome. Thanks, guys. No, this she is does good. have a little necklace on though, a little tight necklace. You see that? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tim. You're what my I, favorite. You know, I, I want to say this. It's, it's honestly, I, I thank you for inviting me. You know, I, I yeah. came into Christian. Crusade. Tell about that a little bit, though. I mean, I, I, 
finally, I kind of, a couple weeks ago, I was like, you know what? You've mentioned it to me along the way, and, you know, now, I mean, I just, I kind of fall into all this stuff, my whole ministry life. <laughs> and the, uh, the idea of getting involved with Christian Crusaders on the board a while back was just random. My folks listened to Christian Crusaders radio in Harlan, but mostly like Family Life Radio, Frank Minerth, Paul Meyer. This yeah. is years ago. And so the in radio had ministered to me. Yeah. And so when I moved to Cedar Falls, I'm like, yeah, I always knew it was there and I knew it had an impact. But then in the age we're in in technology, you wondered how long it was going to last and get on the board and you could see it. And then, you know, eventually bringing you on board and now me getting the opportunity to speak some on the radio. But then also expanding to podcasts and all that stuff. And you're, you're saying, Tim, you need to come see what's happening and see the larger picture of this yeah. stuff. And you plant a few seeds and I kind of had on my radar. And then finally you called and said, hey, we'll, I mean, two or three days before we left. And I get here and I see it just God used it to stir me to say, hey, you can be more creative. You can get the message out. Broad. If you believe in the message, having a banner, promoting yourself with a microphone, if you know this is the life-saving message for people and how life works and God has taught us that and we get to teach people about that, we're just going to keep doing it and, and asking God to expand the reach. And I would say that to people who are listening. Pray for us to know how God can expand the reach of what we're doing uh, because it's in his hands and we want to walk through the right doors and in his timing, he can expand anything he wants. In addition to that, I mean, we're looking at a prospect. We could spend $80,000 right now mm-hmm. on a deal with Pray.com. Right. We're probably going to commit to a fifth of that for now with the goal of getting to 80, which at this point means that there might be some outlying radio stations that are on the chopping block because we don't hear a ton of feedback from those areas or whatever. Um, and so we need prayers and we need wisdom and discernment mm-hmm. and and. We need money. Donations, yeah. And I mean, that's just, I, I'm, I'm more excited than I have been in three and a half years. Mm-hmm. And I've been excited. I mean, because we're moving this, mm-hmm. we're, we're moving the ball. Uh, but there are some new things on the horizon potentially that would be huge game changers for this. And, and again, not for Christian crusaders, mm-hmm. as in we want to make our name great, mm-hmm. but for the kingdom. Because I do think because we're committed to the word of God, and we're committed to the gospel mm-hmm. in a time when those things are increasingly unpopular and when the number of denominations, churches, ministries, church leaders, ministry leaders are falling off the wagon. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got a role to play. Yeah. And uh, that's exciting. Yeah, it is. It's, it's great. And we, we appreciate the support of people. And I feel like this ministry is maturing in its sort of base and variety of reach. And it's, it's at that point where God can help take it to the next yeah. level. And we need, we need the prayer, we need the partnerships and support of people. When I think about Christian Crusaders and how we are casual and we are, we are just people, we're real people with real problems too, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think something that a couple people have mentioned when I've talked about the Daily Dose and how we're walking through the entire Bible I kind of see a, I, I personally, I struggle sometimes to just pick up my Bible. It's scary sometimes. The Bible is thick and there's a lot in there. It's hard to read. And something that I feel like Matt does a really good job of is I can go into the, the, the catalog of the podcast from the Daily Dose. And if I have a question about something in Matthew or in Mark or something, maybe a pastor that I heard talking said, and I don't maybe don't quite understand, I can go into the podcast and in seven minutes, I can get a very quick overlook and, and maybe a different understanding that I didn't maybe have before. And that's why we're here mm-hmm. because something uh, that shouldn't be intimidating, like picking up your Bible, can be sometimes. Mm-hmm. If you've got a question you don't understand, maybe it's written in a way that just doesn't click with you. It's it's a it's it's right there. It's reachable. It's readable. It's you can hear it, and it's not nearly as intimidating or mm-hmm. scary anymore. Mm-hmm. And it at least opens up the door for the next podcast. Mm-hmm. The next, ooh, I want to hear this interview of this person that seems like me you know that this person i relate to this person because and Mm -hmm. i just think that that's that's something that we can do we are not perfect um nobody is only god and he's here and he's got his hand in all of this and i really feel that here today and this week 
That's great. Mason, you got anything? Mason's out. Okay. <laughs> hey, thanks to you guys. I mean, you guys have not only it's been fun to have you here, but you've been a big help. I mean, Terry's screening people at the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year. That's like a full-time job. Jen, I mean, Jen came last year. Okay. So it was Jen, Andrew, and me. I think uh-huh. that was it. Is that right? That sounds right. Yep. Yep. And uh, I had no idea the level of need there would be for just a frontline person mm-hmm. to take the first. Because, I yeah. mean, we're doing these podcasts, and you got people up at the table all the time. And so, Terry, good work. I mean, in addition to helping set up and carry crap and all that. Mm-hmm. Mason, ton of fun to have you. Yeah, I'm thinking about, we were talking earlier about how, how so much is caught mm-hmm. rather than taught. Yeah, totally. And I mean, imagine if I was 19 right. and in this spot. I mean, you're, you're catching a lot. Totally. That's totally. going to benefit your yeah. spiritual life and just kind of God's call on your life, whatever that mm. is. You know, I grew up around my dad on the farm, and so I can do anything, fix anything farm-wise, tech, you know, all this kind of stuff. But that's not too transferable in America right now, you know, mm. except on my acreage. But this kind of stuff right here, oh, yeah. leverage, influence, uh, for the kingdom of God, I mean, it's never going out of style. And did you hear him, like, turn the question yeah. I asked the question, and he's yeah. like, no, no, let's talk about this. <laughs> True politician. That was pretty solid. <laughs> that was. Said what he wanted to say. <laughs> I love it. All right. Hey, uh, thanks for everyone tuning in. Check out the other episodes. Thanks to you guys for your partnership. Love working with you. Serving the Lord. You yeah. too, Matt. Thank and, you. Uh, thanks for having us. Yep. Have a good day. The CC Podcast Conversations is part of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry, started in 1936 and is one of America's longest-running radio ministries. We are 100% donor-funded, and donations to our ministry are tax-deductible. So if you are encouraged, challenged, or inspired by today's conversation, please consider making a donation on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or mail a check to Christian Crusaders, 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. In addition to our other podcasts, which I mentioned at the front of this episode, I want to mention two of our other ministry partners worth checking out. First, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, equipping believers with the truth of God's Word since 1922. Visit cedarfallsbibleconference.com for free access to previous conference content or for more information about upcoming events. Second is Power to Change Digital Strategies, an online ministry partnering volunteer Christian mentors with people around the world searching the internet for answers. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online conversation with a caring Christian adult, go to issuesiface.com. Or if you would like to be a volunteer Christian mentor, please visit p2cdigital.com. That's the letter P, the number two, and the letter C, digital.com. See our episode notes for details and links, and remember to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and write a review. God's richest blessings to you, and thanks again for listening.